0: From the way it looks, free agency is off to a quick start. I'm Bensi Gisser, and this is World of Baseball. everyone and welcome back after this extremely long hiatus from the podcast to World of Baseball as mentioned in the intro. I'm Ben Gisser and thanks for tuning in to this episode, episode 13 of the World of Baseball podcast where we'll be discussing the free agency market and what is going on in free agency right now and what I kind of expect to be going on in the future with a few teams that are poised to make some really, really big moves in regards to free agency. A few quick discussion points before... I begin with the actual podcast. First of all, you know how to contact us. I always go through this world of baseball podcast at gmail.com. You can send in your suggestions, your um your interest, your thoughts to that Gmail account, world of baseball podcast at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll take them into account and we'll make podcasts about them. Hopefully, um there will be a couple podcasts coming up in the next few weeks with guests and more fan suggestions, and it's really looking poised to be a cool off season. In terms of content for this podcast, we're going to get you guys through the off-season. And now I would like to formally apologize to you guys for the last two weeks where I've been kind of out of commission. I've been traveling a lot. I've been out of the country. I've been all over the place, international flights, big time, stuff like that. So it's been very inconvenient for me to make podcasts. That is why you have not seen a new podcast in the last two weeks. And that is why this one is going to be kind of short because I have a lot of work to catch up on. But we will continue to turn out podcasts next week, hopefully this should be one, and the week after that, and after that we're going to try and get back into a rule, we'll get back into the consistent way that the podcasts were produced until this episode, which was episode 13 of the of the World of Baseball podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in, I hope the hiatus wasn't too bad, I hope you guys stayed updated. There are a bunch of other podcasts, like the Dingerball podcast and Brothers Baseball podcast, two podcasts that I am currently in contact with, that we currently talk all the time about improving our podcast And networking to other podcasts, you guys could check those out if you don't have a podcast of mine to listen to, but hopefully that should not be the case anymore as we will continue to try and churn out episodes on a consistent basis. That is that. Let's talk about free agency. Last year, free agency was extremely slow. I sat and waited for something to happen. I sat and waited for like the guys like Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel to sign, and it took them through half the MLB season, basically, to sign with teams. I sat and waited for long times to see things happen, and there was really nothing to talk about in the offseason because all the free agents signed late. No teams were committing long-term free agents. You had Bryce Harper, where people waited and waited and waited to see where he would sign. Everyone, Maybe it was just to control the hype. I have no idea. But Bryce Harper took forever to sign. And he finally signed with the Phillies, which was a pretty interesting free agent signing, kind of predictable. And his season with the Phillies was pretty interesting as well. That was that would be a subject for another podcast. Regardless, this year's free agency has kind of kicked off with a little bit more of a bang. I'm going to talk about one of the first signings. Excuse me, that took place this year was Yasmani Grandal signing a four-year, I believe, contract with the Chicago White Sox. This is an interesting one. For me, at least personally, because the White Sox being a team that is in the middle of their rebuild, actually kind of turning out of their rebuild and starting to get those players that they acquired as prospects into the major leagues, as I talked about in episode three. Of this podcast, I wouldn't expect them to go and make a big signing like this, but it kind of makes sense because they're coming out of this rebuild process and they kind of need a catcher who's going to do a good job and is proven and is consistent. Tyler Collins was pretty decent when he was up in the major leagues, their top catching prospect, but I don't know if he's going to be the one to carry this team. So they signed a humongous deal to Yasmani Grandal. He's making a ton of money in this deal, and, I, and overall, I think it's a pretty good signing. For the Chicago White Sox, it is a contract with them, I believe, for four years, $73 million, which is an insane amount of money to be making for four years. It's also a pretty insane amount of money to be making for a catcher. And Grandal just got himself a really solid deal. And the White Sox got themselves a great situation too, because he is basically the number one offensive catcher in baseball, or top five, without a question. played a good season in Milwaukee, hopefully for the White Sox will play a better one when he comes to the Windy City to play on the team that could, in my opinion, maybe threaten for the division next year. Another big signing, which happened today, this one was Zach Wheeler. He officially signed with the Philadelphia Phillies. Zach Wheeler is someone who I don't have such a high opinion about. I think he's a good ball player, but I think being so injury-prone, it's not worth it to sign him to the deal he got signed to. Zach Wheeler was signed to a five-year, $118 million deal with the Phillies. He's making a lot of money on that deal, and that's not not a problematic deal. I think if you get him on a healthy season, he's worth whatever amount they're paying him for each individual season. I'm not going to do the math right now. But the fact that it's over five years kind of irks me a little bit because Zach Wheeler is extremely injury-prone, and I don't know if the Phillies should be a team that wants to lock up a guy who's very injury-prone for a long time. I don't think that's a great move. I think he should have been signed to a short-term contract, one or two years tops. But we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, for Zach Wheeler and the Phillies, he will not deal with injuries and be able to play really well. And that five-year deal will be totally worth the amount of money they're spending on keeping him on the roster. But we'll see how it goes. I think he's going to get injured a ton. I hope not. No jinx, nothing here. But, um, yeah, if Wheeler can stay healthy, it's a good signing. If not, then it's a really, really bad signing, which are the risks could have been seen very, very prominently. He joins a rotation with Aaron Nola, who... um. Played pretty well this year. He was not that as great as he was two years ago. But Aaron Nola was alright this year. And yeah, he'll be placed in that rotation with him. So a pretty solid rotation assuming Wheeler stays healthy for the Philadelphia Phillies. Again, pretty interesting signing. Should have maybe tried to get a bigger name, but maybe they couldn't. Maybe they were a little bit handicapped by salaries, by how much they could spend. So they got a pretty solid guy. And Zach Wheeler, and they still are paying him a lot. Cole Hamels, another signing today, signed with the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Braves more as we move down this list of big signed free agents. But Cole Hamels signed by the Braves, a veteran, a really, really solid ball player. Who's won a World Series, he's experienced in the playoffs, and for a team like the Braves, he's a veteran mindset in a rotation that's pretty young with Max Fried, Mike Soroka in that rotation. A rotation that did pretty well this year, but could still use a little more help. Hamels gets a one-year deal, $18 You know the Braves are going for a World Series this coming year. They give him a one-year deal. That's basically what he deserves, $18 million, pretty solid for a real veteran who can really, really teach a pitching staff and improve a pitching staff. He won a World Series in Philadelphia, I believe, and now he's joining the Braves, a legitimate contender, to try and win, I, in my opinion, great signing by the Atlanta Braves, one of their many solid signings so far this free agency season. Here's one that I'm a little bit surprised by. Not extremely surprised by, but a tiny bit surprised by. Mike Moustakis, the third baseman who for the last two years has taken forever to sign and signs one year deal after one year deal, has signed with the Cincinnati Reds for four years, $64 million. This is a good deal. Moustakis is a true, true power hitter. He belted 35 home runs last year at a 254 average. He's played nine years in the bigs, and he's he's a really, really solid option to play third base for them. I think they're going to... I think they're going to... I guess they're going to... I don't know how they're going to do it, actually. I'm not sure. They're probably going to move Eugenio Suarez, who's their top third baseman, one of the best third basemen in the league. I think he set a home run record this year for home runs by a third baseman. They're going to move him probably to like shortstop or something like that or move him to second base. I think the Reds are still going hunting for another solid infield free agent to try and collect guys to make themselves competitors this year. They thought they were going to be competitors last year. They were not, not at all. Very disappointing season for the Cincinnati Reds this year. Grabbing a guy like Mike Moustakas, not only grabbing him for this year, but locking him up long-term, important for Cincinnati. I think it's a pretty solid signing. I don't know, I wish he would hit for a little more average like he used to. Just like just be a little bit better when it comes to just not... like. Of course, hitting home runs is important and stuff like that, but also just get that average up a tiny bit because he seems like a guy who could also hit for contact pretty well, not just power, but it's not a bad average at all. Pretty good signing by Cincinnati. That signing makes them significantly better, in my opinion, maybe competing, probably going to compete for that division, which was I who won that division this year. This division was not won by the Brewers. It was I can't put my mind to it right now to think who won that division but it was not won by the reds let's just say that braves with another huge signing they they signed reliever will smith from the giants people thought he was going to be traded during the trade deadline he wasn't becomes a free agent and he signs a three or 39 million dollar deal with the braves this is a quality reliever finished with a 2.76 era um and was six and oh that's pretty solid for reliever and the era was awesome as well for Will Smith and Atlanta gets a piece which is critical to their bullpen a bullpen that is kind of reforming and returning to top form another great deal by the Atlanta Braves, this is just a smart move by the Braves, Twins get to keep de Rizzi. he has had two really good seasons with the Minnesota Twins and he is poised to have another one, a great, great pitcher Jake Rizzi, signed by the Twins, they're going to hold on to him and try and maintain that starting rotation which was not that bad this year for as long as they can. Other guys who accepted qualifying offers, Jose Abreu accepted qualifying offer, then signed a three-year extension with the White Sox. Jose Abreu, smart man. As I've talked about, White Sox are going to be really good in a couple of years, and this guy got in on it. Jose Abreu knew that, hopefully. He probably also wanted the money they were offering him. But he signs a three-year deal with Chicago. He's going to be around for when guys like Nick Madrigal and Blake Rutherford come up and that full rebuild is put into effect. They already have this Monty Grandal. He's a he's a high-party order bat. Their order's looking really, really solid. Their pitching is starting to look really, really solid. White Sox may be condemned for the division. Jose Abreu definitely helps that cause, and he is locked up for three years. Chris Martin, the Braves' um, right-handed pitcher, he's a reliever, I believe, was signed. From the Braves to the Braves, I guess he became a free agent. And the Braves re-signed him. Kyle Gibson, the starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, was signed by the Texas Rangers. I guess this is just a spot guy, a guy to hold a spot until the rebuilding Rangers could find a prospect good enough to fill that void. Drew Pomeranz signs with San Diego from Milwaukee, so Milwaukee loses a bunch of guys. They're probably going to lose Eric Thames in free agency. They're going to lose Gio Gonzalez. They're going to lose Jordan Lyles. They're going to lose a couple of guys who are big impact players. They already lost Grandal. And Milwaukee might not have the same caliber team that they did this year. It might be a little different of a season for Milwaukee. Expect them to make moves. Obviously, Mike Moustakas, they lost as well. We'll see what happens with them. We'll look at some teams and some potential guys who can sign in the coming months. Madison Bumgarner, obviously, a pretty good starting pitcher on the market and we'll see where he goes but the thing I want to talk about is the New York Yankees meeting with two of the best in the game Garrett Cole the finished second in the AL Cy Young voting this year and Steven Strasberg, the legendary Washington Nationals pitcher who are both being sat down by the New York Yankees and asked to negotiate contracts they're having their own little winter meetings with these two superstar free agent starting pitchers the Yankees knew they needed starting pitching. the they did not go get anyone at the deadline. People thought they were going to go for Bauer. People thought they were going to go for Madison Bumgarner at the deadline. They did not. Now they're in a situation where they have money to spend, or they're probably going to spend it on either one of these two, maybe even potentially both of these starting pitchers. And this is a starting pitcher heavy market. You have Dallas Keuchel as a free agent. You have Hanjin Ryu, Madison Bumgarner, all free agents. They're all available to be picked up by teams. And the fact that the Yankees are talking with the top two only bodes them well. The Yankees can be put in a serious dominance situation very, very soon. They are losing a couple guys in free agency. They're losing Dylan Batances. We'll see if he signs. Brett Gardner, they're losing as well. Didi Gregorius, their shortstop over the last couple seasons, is leaving the city of New York as well. We'll see where all these guys end up. Obviously, Edwin Carnacion as well, but... Who knows? Who knows what will go down? I would hate to see the New York Yankees get both of these guys be able to compete with that rotation. I would not want to see it. I think they just dominate the league, and it wouldn't be a question. Hopefully, well, we know they're going to get one of these guys. We know they're going to get one, and I wonder which one it'll be. Um, I'm gonna say Garrett Cole over Strasburg. The chances are but it's possible to get both and if they can't grab Cole for some odd reason They'll probably grab Strasburg They don't think they're looking as low as Madison Bumgarner, which isn't low at all But they're still their standards their priorities are so high to get a really really solid starting pitcher. We'll see what they do That's my rap on the New York Yankees Houston Astros obviously losing one of their best starters and one of the best starters in the league without question Dodgers losing a couple guys Hyunjin Ryu is leaving Rich Hill another starter for them is leaving so big free agency this year. There's a lot of different opportunities for teams to snag players Who do I think is going to be a humongous impact player next year besides? Besides Garrett Cole Steven Strasburg, I think the best offensive player on the markets Anthony Rendon I hope he signs with Washington. I really really do I really want to see him back in a Washington uniform as well as Steven Strasburg do I think it's gonna happen probably not Players like to go where the money is. The money is probably not in Washington this coming season, even though they just won a World Series. But we'll see what happens. We will honestly see what happens. I would hope to see Anthony Rendon back in Washington. That would be awesome. Maybe try and make another run at the World Series. Another thing I'd just like to shout out before I end this episode, this will be a relatively short episode next week. Hopefully we're going to have a guest on the podcast. We're going to be talking high school baseball and the way that works and what we think about it we both me and my guests are both high school baseball players and we'll figure it out so that's going to be hopefully next week's episode i'd like to shout out the comeback players of the year josh donaldson of the form- formerly an atlanta brave now he is a free agent he might have actually signed i feel like i josh donaldson signed and i somehow missed it because of all the hubbub that was going around about the pitchers which signed? did I know? He rejected Atlanta's qualifying offer, but he has not signed yet. And Carlos Carrasco, obviously the Indians star pitcher or former star pitcher who, well, he still plays, but he's not a star anymore, who battled leukemia during the year. Comeback Player of the Year Award. I love that award. I think it's an award that attributes to hard work and excellence in the profession. I think it's a really awesome award, and you've got to give the guys credit who got it, which is Josh Donaldson and Carlos Carrasco. Okay, so that's the free agency wrap-up. So far, obviously, in the upcoming episodes of my podcast, when more free agents sign, bigger free agents sign, we will be talking about those as well. But that's it for now. The early free agency wrap-up by Ben Gets around the World of Baseball podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, concerned, ideas, or anything like that, email them in to worldofbaseballpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at worldofbaseball. Just find us, contact us. Hopefully, we'll have a website in development soon, and we might even have a website which will go up, giving you all the links to where the episodes are located, as well as the uh, little bit of baseball news, a little bit of updates on that website, which will hopefully be going up within the next couple weeks. Please stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is Ben Z. Gisser, signing out.